0: Hey, what's up? <clears throat> Excuse me. Long time no see. You guys know who I am. Of course, my name is Derek. This is the Veriatric Badass Podcast. Um, it's been a bit. I mean, for those of you who follow us on social media, you're well aware of what my family has gone through as far as uh, just, just a quick explanation. I'm not going to get too much into it, but um, we uh, our landlord, lovely landlord, uh, sold our home that we were living in for seven years out from underneath us. gave us thirty days to bounce, and we were out in fifteen. Um, it's surreal, you know. It's the transition is difficult because we lost three of our pets, dog, which Shuri says is my dog. Uh, Nosferatu. He was always the dog, like in our live videos, that would get up and like we'd be doing live videos and he'd jump up on the bed and he'd want to, he'd be (laughs) all sniffing up in the camera and stuff. And of course, my wife's two cats, uh, one of the cats, Cupcake, which was a morbidly obese black cat that was like a year old. We we thought she was pregnant in the beginning. She's, we just bought, okay, we got her from the rescue. We had her for probably six months and after six months she started to like bulk up like wow there's no way that she is putting on that much weight you know we're not feeding her you know truckloads of crap or whatever um i guess she just has slow metabolism because she put on a lot of weight she's a very very fat kitten, probably 19 pounds at about a year and a half old absolutely the just the life of my daughter was in that cat and we had to return them to the shelter um we had no choice at all it was either go to the street sleep in my car let the animals sleep in the car with us or um obey the new landlord's um directive you know you got to do what you got to do to get by right but that's enough of that Um, for those of you who know me, I'm very, uh, sensitive and I easily, easily will break down into tears. I have learned a new superpower through this, uh, ordeal. And that is I can cry on like literally cry ball on command. So, um, I'm triggered easy as I recover. If you guys have followed us for a while, or you've listened to more podcast episodes, Um, if you're brand new to this, you should listen, go through and listen to a few of our our episodes. Um, this isn't the first time we've had an ordeal that has been very traumatic for myself in 2021, April, I had a mental breakdown where I nearly took my life and, um, it was because of substance abuse. So, um, from that, you know, I learned quite a bit from that. learned quite a bit from that ordeal like how to handle certain situations, how I recovered so quickly after I was, you know, released from the hospital after I was, because I was hospitalized for that mental breakdown. Um, and as I make my way through the recovery of possibly the most heartbreaking ordeal I've ever been through in my entire life, I've been through some heartbreaking things in my life. I'm not going to go through them but this takes the cake, um, so, but it is what it is, right, you can't, one thing that I do know, one thing that I've, and I'm very analytic, I'm an overthinker, and so I really go through this, and I try to pick apart certain things, and I overthink and Charisse is like, stop overthinking. You're not. It's it's doing nothing. And I'm like, remember what happened when he told me not to overthink after my mental breakdown? Well, look what happened, and look how I recovered, and look, you know, blah blah blah. So, as I pick pick apart, you know, certain aspects and mental responses and emotional responses to certain things, and listen to my inner, you know, my, my inner, my my chi, my if you can call it whatever you want. I don't know what it's called for me. The bariatric badass sort of thing, I'll put it that way. <laughs> As I listen to that, there's a few things that I've learned and I'm going to talk about it right now. Uh, this is very helpful for everybody, including the non-bariatric patients. Um, but, I do know That, first of all, if I sit and dwell, if I sit and feel responsible for this agony that my family is enduring right now, if I take responsibility for what happened, I'm going to go back to where I came from in 2021 I will go start doing more fucking kratom i'll go start doing more kava which happened a little bit but we caught on like we like like i do you know i caught on to you know what could be a problem and we stopped ourselves excuse me <laughs> i'm trying to go plural on this i stopped myself very, very luckily, stopped myself. And so, with that being said, it's always fun to blame other people. Is there things I could have done differently? Yes, absolutely. There's a lot of things I could have done, could have done differently. We could have left sooner. You know, this uh, the rental market in Utah, the rental market all over the Western United States is a clusterfuck it is really a clusterfuck because the, the the great whatever you call it the great uh i can't think of the word the great exodus out of california everybody was moving out of california you know they went to wyoming they went to montana because there's nobody in wyoming in montana really they went to idaho because there's really nobody in idaho and they're coming to utah and so when we were originally notified that we were being evicted and a uh lease was broken <laughs> yes we were on a year lease and was broken 6 months in advance i'm not going to get into that because it's just senseless fucking chatter we were like okay well this is easy you know we got a month, enough money saved to get into a new place let's just you know put our nose to the fucking ground wipe our tears and let's start looking we looked and we looked and we looked and then i made a post about it on you know on facebook and on instagram and on uh my personal page so i have two different i have derek two i have two derek peterson accounts one is for you know people i know people i work with and my family and stuff and one is for like bariatric patients and people that follow me um that uh, you know i've made some kind of connection with and um There was nothing. At all. Not a damn thing. And you gotta take into consideration one thing. We, like... You know, I'm just gonna fucking say it. I don't care. But we just filed bankruptcy. Not even... February. February we filed bankruptcy. Alright? So... Going to just like a place where, you know, you need to do a credit check. Blah, 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 blah. So You know, I make good money. I make really good money. And so being able to financially, you know, to hit the criteria for financially to get into another place as no problem. It's the problem. The problem is that we had that credit. So we had to go with a private renter. So this is the third time we've been with a private renter. And, uh, luckily we found a place, you know, barely by the skin of our fucking teeth. But we, you know, I lost my best friend. My wife lost her two familiars, her cats. Um, But we keep on picking it apart. And I think that's one thing that you can take away from this podcast if you're able to listen to it because it's like, makes no sense. But you always know that I always have a, how would I call it, a method to my madness. People always say, get to the point, get to the point, you know, whatever. They used to say that all the time back in the day, like we when bariatric badasses first came out, or when bariatric started getting popular, and we got like I started getting followers, like thousands of followers a month. Get to the point. Well, it's sometimes getting to the point isn't as in, as important as listening to the story of what happened to get to that point. So you you know maybe or maybe not that you can like recognize with me and you know, maybe stuff like this happened to you, maybe you're stressed, maybe you're heartbroken you know, maybe maybe you've been going through some pretty, you know dramatic things, you know I'm not saying that I'm, going, I'm the worst, you know, I'm the only person in this world that's going through the worst shit in, ever maybe you can relate Sometimes it takes a story to be able to relate to this. So, with that being said, if you're going through bullshit, if you're going, no matter what it is that you're going through, whether you're stressed about gas prices, stressed about the rent increasing, stressed about food, whatever. One thing that you need to remember, well, two things you need to remember. Number one, getting online and bitching about it to complete strangers does nothing for nobody except for the people that you're bitching to because it scares them and it keeps them up at night and it causes them to have depression and it causes them to have anxiety and makes them feel like there's no hope. Like on TikTok, there's always like I do my best to try to keep myself out of the algorithm of people who are always complaining and people who are bitching about the president or people who are bitching about the economy. Because it's done, it does nothing. It stresses me out. You know, because I, I don't... It, it's not like you believe these creators on social media. But in the sense, you are alarmed by what they're saying. You know, there was a woman that was on TikTok that was... <sighs> you've probably seen it. It's got like 60 million views already. She's got a scar across her eye. Um, and she's screaming at the top of her lungs that she just paid $100 to fill up her SUV at Costco. Okay. Screaming at the top of her lungs. And then you have people coming in and uh, being justifiably, well, not actually, not justifiably, that's the wrong word, being pretty much the same toxic. By saying I'll give voted for this, this is what you voted for. Now you have to deal with it. So what does that do to that person? Okay. Well, I went through her. I went through her uh, her videos. She's broken. She's broken by the responses. She didn't know the video was going to get sixty million views. She didn't know she was going to get six thousand freaking response videos on TikTok. Every single one of those response videos that I've seen to that has been just demeaning, negative, uh, and just awful. You know, and, and it comes down to this. What you put out in this world, you'll get back. So to better explain that, when we left our former home, what did we do? So me and Sharice are absolutely, positively more heartbroken than when we have ever been than we can remember. We can both say that together. She doesn't remember being this upset and this emotionally sad and broken. And I can stay the same. But what did we do when we left that place? Even though that landlord fucking stuck a knife in our backs. Spit in our face and stuck knives in our backs. Did we wreck, wreck the place? Fuck no. Fuck no. We cleaned it up. We painted everything and we left it nice because when we first got there, it looked like shit because it was a fixer upper. So when she anticipated walking into that place, it looking like shit, she didn't. And it looked nice because what me and Sharice put out, we want back. What me and Sharice put into the universe, we want back. So instead of fucking destroying the place, wrecking the place, that so we had a hard time with her. She had so she had a harder time with her to sell it or whatever. We left it nice. When I sent her the text, cause she pretty much her first, uh, <laughs> her first um, notice to us about the house being sold was through text it kind of made me feel like I was getting a breakup text You know what I'm saying my like kids do um, and when I texted her back to let her know that we were gone early did I go in and call her a fucking bitch did I go in and just berate her with negativity like I wanted to no I didn't I just said that we, we were gone you know um, I wish nothing but the best for you we had to give up our animals because of this Um, that's pretty much the only negative thing I think that I put in it was the fact that we had to give up animals that we've had for a decade, but everything went fine. You know, we found a place, you know, it cost a little bit more where we're at, but we have found a place bottom line and it's closer to my work, which makes it even more convenient. Now, the second thing that I want you to take away from this Is if you dwell on things that you could have done differently with the shit that you're going through, then you'll never learn shit about what's going on. I mean, I blame myself for a while. Like, I, I, I feel so responsible for this. I cried and cried and cried and cried to streets. We could have, you know, left sooner, blah, 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 blah. Um, you know, and it took some time for me to just realize the truth, of course. You know, it's not something I could have prevented. You know, the housing market, you can either continue to make us pay, you know, X amount of dollars in rent for another seven years, or you can sell your house and make a fortune and retire. I mean, what would you do? you're in a position to where the economy is going to shit you have an opportunity where there is hundreds of thousands of dollars at stake but in order to get that money you have to kick a family out on the streets you have to violate a lease you have to just obliterate your the fam, excuse me obliterate the family's rights which is exactly what she did Would, would you do the same? I would, I would do it. I would have done a little differently. You know, this type of stuff, just whatever this is with her, has been a plan that has been on her mind for quite some time. I guarantee it. It's not something that she, oh, I should just sell the house. The housing market has been going to shit for a while. So, with that being said, I would have done it differently, and she should have done it differently. But she didn't. She didn't because she's a coward. She did it because she didn't take into consideration the mental health of the people that she was hurting. So that's where I stand as far as being blameful of myself that I could have prevented this. Because there's nothing I could have done. There's not a damn thing I could have done. Than not let it stop me, because it. I and I, I can't even say it almost did, because it didn't. I tell you right now, if I wouldn't have gone through what I went through in April, if I wouldn't have learned what I learned, see, that's the whole deal behind this whole fucking ordeal: is picking it apart, over analyzing it, overthinking it, and learning from it. About how important it is to save, how important it is to. Make sure that, you know, you're in a safe place, that you're in a place where you're going to be able to make a home a home. So there's a lot of things that we're learning from this, but the most important lesson that I'm learning it from a personal perspective is that my bipolar, depressive self needs to keep on keeping on. Because I don't want to let Sharice down. I don't want to let my daughter down. I don't want to let my boys down. The last thing I want them to do is grow up with, oh, my dad, you know, took his life because he had, you know, this mental issue and that mental issue and this happened and that happened. Or my dad, you know, became an alcoholic. And that ripple effect. Whenever you, whenever you see somebody's family that is just broken, it's always started with one thing. It's always always started with one person. That yeah, one person started this ripple effect, right? So let's use this as an example. If I make my children trust fund babies, you know, because we're saving, we have an, we have a business. The business is kind of in, in a stall right now, but that's because we are like in a pretty. Horrible horrible ordeal right now. Or do I make my children work for what they want? Which is exactly what I do. Sometimes they think I'm an asshole, sometimes they think I mean. I'm making them work for what they want. Do they see me fucking hitting a bottle every night? No. Did they see me hitting the cob every night? They did. But that's something again is something I learned from that ordeal back in April 2021 that I barely survived. I see a, I remember a TikTok sound that a guy is talking to himself and he's like, you know what? Is it right? Is it, is it time? And he's, you know, very somber voice, very sad music behind it. And basically what the, what the sound relates to is him talking to himself and saying, hey, is it time for us to disappear? And then, him talking to himself talks back to him and says i know I know what happens when I, we start feeling like this, blah 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 blah, but then the other guy talks back to himself and says, Well, what if we don't come back this time? Unbelievably relatable to me because well, last time I buried myself in the in a, the the sadness and the the just the overwhelming feeling of depression, anxiety, and and fear, and all that that I substance abuse was just destroying my life. I ended up in the hospital when I was in the hot, when I when I was in lock, when I was in the mental hospital when I was in the loony bin call whatever the fuck you want. I almost took my life, very close to taking my life, because I had the opportunity to do so. And I've talked about this before they left me alone with the fucking CPAP CPAP, have, CPAP has an 8 foot cord on it and behind me was an 8 foot oak door that was, their, that was their mistake the only thing that kept me from doing that was the fact that I couldn't call Charisse and say goodbye because I love Charisse more than she knows She is like, stood by me through all of this madness. She knows I'm a fucking sensitive sap. She knows that I'm a broken man. But she still stays. And the last thing I wanted for her to deal with, or for me to see, or for me to foresee, was her rolled up in a ball and then over the course of the next 10 years explaining to my children how daddy died and lying to them because I know that's how she is she wouldn't tell them but then they would find out and then they would be regretful and that's what happens with the ripple effect okay well daddy committed suicide in April 2021 maybe that's what I should do I don't want my kids to do that I don't want my kids to think about that My kids are going to listen to these, listen to these podcasts. You know, if I die from some, you know, health problem, whatever, or an accident, they're going to listen to this podcast. They're going to watch the live videos. They're going to watch the content I made, and they're going to learn about somebody who was yes, broken, but for somebody who did not give up and kept on pushing and kept on pushing, even though at times he had to pause pushing and think I think that's what it comes down to is when you are in a position where you are like needing to pause everybody pushes 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 get up go to work get up go to work get up up, go to work everybody pauses needs to pause and think and collect themselves and that's what I'm doing right now by doing a podcast because I love doing making content it's just lately it's been rough lately I would have been like bawling about my problems and that's what i don't want to do you guys come to me for inspiration you come to me for drive for out of the box bariatric survival and that's what i'm here to do so if you were able to listen to all this that's thank you very much i appreciate it um i love you guys very much we're going to continue to try to do more podcasts about what we're learning and about you know everything bariatric i love you guys very much Always take care of yourself and take care of each other